Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. And I want to get back to another conversation we've been having this week uh, that I think a lot of folks are talking about right across the city. This idea of having mandated lower residential speed limits, a, a blanket approach of 30 kilometers an hour right across the city in residential areas. Uh, is that reasonable? Is that enforceable? Do we have a, a clear and accepted definition at the moment of what would count as a residential street? There's some questions to consider going forward. Now, the question has come up along the way as to, to, well, why 30? You know, could we find something in between that might address some of these concerns, but maybe be easier for, for people to, to accept? Uh, our next guest has proposed then 40 kilometers an hour as, as a compromise here, that we can alleviate some of the concerns about a more dramatic change, but also try to address things uh, still on the, the safety side with a lower speed limit. Uh, so joining us to talk a bit more about this issue is Shane Keating. He's a, the city councilor for Ward 12. Uh, councilor, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Uh, so, the, I mean, it feels as though this issue kind of came out of nowhere this week. But, is I mean, is, is that accurate? Where, where did this idea come from? It has been floated around for, I would say, at least a couple of years. And there there was a organization out there um, saying that we should be doing this. It has been talked about at council for a while um, but it, and administration actually came back with a recommendation some time ago. Uh, if we were looking at the pedestrian realm and things, here's all the things that you could do. And this was one of the things that was in there. So I think now it's just uh, finally got the, the step forward to come. You know, someone has said, let's do it. Okay, so what are your thoughts, first of all, on, on the, the need to address this, whether we need a blanket approach and, and what you make of, of 30 as, as the answer? Well, when it came forward before, I, I questioned, is, is 30 the right number uh, in the end game or right up front, or is it the end number uh, across the board? We have two uh, issues that we have to address with the idea of speed limits. One is the speeding um, and the, the view that I've often said many times that many people today feel that speeding is non-issue and, and therefore we can do it. Um, we have to change that mentality and, and know that it is an issue. The other one is the safety of those who actually do get hit at a certain speed, even though it's the correct speed limit. Um, we still have the safety of those individuals. So we have to address both of those. And uh, I'm, I'm not positive that jumping to 30 right at, uh, off the gun or off the jump, you might say, is where we should be going. And, and I, I'm more of an incremental approach to say, okay, we know that slower speeds reduces injury, reduces death. We know that slower speeds in the very fine residential areas is appreciated. Uh, and then maybe we should be looking at that. Um, so um, you, you've proposed 40 kilometers an hour. And I guess that, that's maybe meant as kind of a compromise here. Well, I think it's a compromise. And, and it's saying, you know, let's try the 40 because we're, we're going... 
we're going from 50 and we are also, uh, you know, trying to identify the streets. Mm-hmm. I want to have the, the solid idea, is 40 good enough or is it not? Um, if we see a, a change along the way that this really does reduce the number of collisions, that's what we're interested in, reduce the number of injuries. And does it get it down to the level which is where we should be? Or do we actually need to go to the 30 at this point in time? Um, so it's, it's, I wouldn't call it a pilot, but we know that 30 is safer. There's no question. Uh, if you hit someone at 30, it's vastly different than you hit someone at, at, at 50. And the time for the driver or the car to get from point A to point B is really not that drastically increased to do that. But can we achieve uh, very similar results by just going to 40? And does it change the, you know, the, the speed with the time and of, the, of the commuter going through as well as of the residents leaving the community? And we have to identify the streets because we, we, we're talking the, you know, the, the small residential streets, not the collectors in a community, not a community as a whole, um, just the very small streets where you do have parking on both sides, you have front drive garages and a number of these types of things that make driving a little more difficult along with the speed. So it would be, let's start with 40, let's let's see how it works. If it seems to be working fine, we can leave it there. If there's a need to go further, that, that we could, you know, we could still do that in the years ahead. We could. And then, yeah. I mean, it, it, it could be, you know, a five-year trial period. It could be something like this. Or, or, or we could realize right away, you know, that, gee, within a, a two-year period, it hasn't achieved the effect. But people have realized that it's a benefit, and then they may accept the 30, and they can understand the reason to go lower at that point in time. Um, I hate to, to go from 50 all the way to, to 30 in the first delve of this uh, trial, without having some idea of what 40 might give us. Um, well, what are you hearing, by the way? Is it, I'm guessing this is an issue that, that uh, you and all your colleagues are hearing from a lot of people on, but what sort of feedback are you getting? Well, there is support out there. There's, there's no question that there's support. Uh, uh, what I'm hearing is, is I would say we're, we're getting up close to 50 uh, emails or, or conversations, whether it's on the Facebook or a number of these. And, and there's no doubt the vast majority are, are saying, don't do it. Uh, we have to acknowledge that, and then we'll address that when the time comes and, and see where, where we are. Typically, at the beginning, um, you, you hear from those who don't want it immediately. Uh, I want to delve into the, the fact of what the opposition is, and do we really understand the complete components? Um, do they understand that it's not all streets? Um, there are streets out there that should be 50, 60, and 70. Yeah. Um, there are streets in a community that are, you know, are divided with boulevards because what they're meant for is the, the cars to come out of the residential area, get on this boulevard, and continue out of the community. So we have to understand that. So do they understand the streets? Do they understand, uh, you know, the, the two mechanisms of what we're trying to do uh, is reduce speeds within the residential and reduce injuries if, if there is an unfortunate inc- incident. Uh, and then we have to look at, you know, a number of different things. The econ- Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. 
Go to economist.com and get your first month free. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Economic benefits. I'm not sure that a lot of the numbers that are being out there are accurate or are they outdated or, you know, that's why all I'm saying is when it comes time, let's look at it at an incremental aspect. Let's look at it and actually see the results. Uh, on the enforcement side, and I understand that, that a couple of years ago you had uh, raised the uh, idea, brought the idea forward of, of allowing, mm-hmm. um, I guess, would be uh, peace officers to, to patrol in, in residential areas? Correct. Yeah. And, I, and again, I, I'm still not opposed to that. Uh, I have to be honest and say I haven't had a speeding ticket for decades because I typically don't speed. Um, I have little sympathy for the cash cow aspect, uh, and I know that makes a few uh, not happy. Um, but if you don't speed, you don't get a ticket. And if a camera's put somewhere and you don't speed, you're not going to get a ticket. It, it, it's a matter of fact, and we've seen the reductions of um, red lights, uh, speed on greens, uh, the yellow lights, where the intersections where they've had a, a photo radar or camera set up. We've seen the reductions. We've seen the differences. So it's there, but it's a behavioral issue. It's not a... Uh, I guess a view that speeding is fine and we can go forward from it. Um, if you don't speed, you're not going to get a ticket. So let's look at it and let's put it out there and state and very clearly notify people that there are uh, enforcement methods. And those methods could be variety. Um, you know, I'm not opposed to police officers uh, doing it, if that's the case. We did run into a little bit of difficulty the last time where it was difficult for having um, – non-sworn individuals like peace officers who would be able to be stopping traffic. And I know there was a concern that when you stop traffic, that is a very dangerous um, incident that the police officers often have. So we have to address all of these things. I'm not, I'm not opposed to having, um, we also have to understand, I suppose, that the Calgary Police Service does have civilians uh, manning uh, photo radar in vehicles uh, along major highways and then major roadways. Um, could we expand that service and put them into residential? I'm not sure why we couldn't. Uh, I think there's a number of different ways. Could we be doing it with peace officers? I think we could look at that. Uh, we have to look at some possibly police act changes, and we've asked for that, for that, that to continue and in different methods. Um, but we've got to be open to all sorts of things to change the behavior that speeding isn't acceptable because the difficulty is when a child gets hit in a residential area at a higher speed, we know the results. Right. And I guess the point that's come up in recent days, though, is, you know, is that happening? How much of a problem is this in residential areas? What what makes this a priority right now in your view? Well, I, I would say that safety is always a priority. Um, is it happening more than what we will except uh, a tragic event is not a, an issue until it happens. And maybe it happens infrequently, maybe it happens frequently. I would hope that the data that we're actually going to get, we actually have a number of uh, reports and files of collisions that happen within uh, each of our wards. And I wish I could remember all of the stats in mind, but uh, 
the time since I've been elected in eight years, there have been deaths with pedestrians in my ward. And, mm-hmm. and that's an eight year. It isn't a very long, uh, isn't really a very long time when we're talking about tragic events. So it does happen. There's no doubt. Um, what we have to do is what can we do to counter that uh, and bring it down so that we're not seeing the tragic events as, as often or as severe as we are. So the, it's out there. Uh, we need to identify what the issue is. Uh, those who are not affected by tragic events may figure that it, it's not something we should be doing. Those affected by tragic events uh, are saying, you know, this is, this is disastrous to our family. Mm-hmm. So where does this go from here then? Well, I think we're, we're waiting for the discussion uh, coming up uh, next week. I think uh, we're going to ask a number of questions about data, about, uh, you know, occurrences, what it's going to do, and we'll go forward with the idea of where should we be at this point. I am uh, not opposed to us looking at changing the speed limit in some regard. Uh, whether I'm prepared to go to 30 in stage one or not, uh, I'll have to wait and hear what the the uh, stats are and, and the report and, and the discussion. I would prefer us to do the incremental aspect. I also want to make sure we're doing this as efficiently as possible. And that may mean many different ways of enforcing it, whether it's uh, uh, photo radar in residential areas, whether it's peace officers, or whether it's uh, citizens within the Calgary Police Service. Uh, all of those should be looked at as, as a possible way of doing this. All right. Councillor Keating, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Appreciate this. Thank you. All right. That is uh, War 12, Councillor Shane Keating, uh, who's, who's open to the idea of trying to improve road safety in residential areas through uh, a lower speed limit, but is, is saying, and much like David Staples from the Edmonton Journal did yesterday, uh, let's, let's start with 40, right? 40 then is, is safer than 50, if, if we're accepting that, that notion that a lower speed limit is safer. So why don't we start there? Be easier adjustment for, for motorists, and let's see how it works. And if we need to do more, well, then, then certainly it doesn't preclude us from doing more. But then maybe that will be a, a good place to start. And one of the objections that was raised as this was being discussed, uh, Councillor George Chahal and others had suggested, well, we'd still have confusion because we have playground zones that are 30 and we had residential where it's 40. So what? Right. Obviously, we, we trust that motorists are able to understand what the speed limit is, because obviously, whether you're driving in a residential street, you're driving on Glenmore, you're driving through a playground zone, the speed limit's going to change. And clearly, we, we trust motorists to, to understand the, that you need to know what the speed limit is on the road you're driving on. Or in the case of a playground zone, uh, what time of day it is. So I, I don't see how that's uh, an obstacle to this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.